to show. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Off the Mats Podcast. And here we are, episode 98. We are getting close to 100. So I just want to let y'all know, i like to shout that out. Anyhow, today's guests, I'm excited about these guests because I listen to their podcast. And I, I listen to it at work every day. Walking the hallways is creepy at work. And they kind of... They, they, they kind of ease the weirdness at work. So my guests today are going to be, well, we'll be, how do you say this? Is going to be, are going to be, my guests today will be Shut Up Nut from Instagram and Nevit, and they are the hosts of the Razzle Dazzle podcast. Welcome, guys. How are you? Doing well. Happy to be here. Thank you for having us. Super stoked to be here. I'm glad you all are here. Thank you. Thank you. This is exciting to me because like i said i listen to your podcast and it's weird to me in in this bubble of i i guess podcast social media all this so it's like it's weird when you listen to someone every day and you don't talk to them you don't communicate with them but it's like you hear and it's like oh you feel like you know them yeah like like, these are my friends and then like now here we are doing (laughs) episode together it's like oh I don't know what to say to you guys. Um, I know. I'm trying not to be creepy and be like, uh, I know that you drink your wine out of a mug and like <laughs> all these little facts about you. <laughs> no, trust me. It's, I, I feel the same way when, whenever I, I converse with it. Well, when I reach out to people and ask them to be on the podcast, I start kind of going through everything like all right i need to like formulate questions i need to go through the instagram i need to did have a facebook let me go through all this weird stuff and it's like and then i you know and i feel really really creepy so um <laughs> so to be fair i didn't do that with 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 the pockets just because i'm listening to the podcast so it's kind of like okay we're just gonna jump in and we're gonna talk we're gonna yeah. talk a little bit of loss and my my um Sources tell me you do jujitsu as well. So yes. we're around the campfire. So we might talk some jujitsu, <laughs> talk a little bit of jujitsu. I would love to. I think I did DM you a while ago and say that we would not talk to you unless unless we talked a little bit about jujitsu. <laughs> I, I feel like jujitsu, it has to come up because technically this is a jujitsu podcast. podcast. Technically, mm-hmm. but there are episodes where we talk about Spider-Man. It's like, so... Uh, you want to talk about jujitsu? Nah, fuck that. Let's talk about Spider-Man. Dude. I'm, I'm oh, not yeah. done. Got other questions. No, those are the best though, because then it's like we can relate in all sorts of different communities and like the yes. nerds and yeah, I love I love your comic episodes too because I'm a huge Spider-Man nut. <laughs> oh, good, good. I'll let Marilyn Phil know that my my co-host for those episodes because there are times I'm like. You know, we'll record and, and, you know, we're excited. We're done with it. And I'm like, all right, I, I hope this translates over because sometimes, you know, you, you get people, they won't listen to certain episodes and then they'll listen to others. I'm like, man, I hope people enjoy it. Also, when I'm doing the podcast, too, a lot of times I forget that I'm recording. And then, it, you know, we just it's really all about just conversation with friends. Mm-hmm. So I guess. 
you know, for me, just, you know, to ask a couple questions here, just getting into it with you all doing the podcast about loss. Why razzle dazzle? I, I know the reference, <laughs> but that because it's funny because when I saw razzle dazzle, that was the first thing that came out. I didn't even know like it was about loss. Like I hadn't seen any images yet. I just I saw razzle dazzle. I clicked on it. It was like razzle dazzle. I only know one reference to razzle dazzle <laughs> yeah. that I've ever heard. And it's from season three, I think episode eight. And it's like. And I was like, yeah. let me, let, and I was like, oh my god, this is you're a real fun. fan, <laughs> yeah, diving deep yeah. into the references. <laughs> I think it was always going to be something obscure. You get a lot of like getting lost or understanding lost, like more straightforward. Uh, you know what's going on. Uh, we just always love that episode, and I feel you know, like, as controversial as it is, yeah, everyone hates the expose episode, and we really stand it, and we wanted a, we wanted everyone to know that we love it. It's. I think I. I like you said. It, it is one of those episodes that everyone seems to hate, and it's funny because I don't know that I hate the episode. I actually love the episode because it it had that that sense of creepiness because the way it ends. Mm -hmm. you, you know, you know, like, hey guys, if you all are listening, you haven't watched Lost. I'm about to spoil this. Nikki and Paolo aren't dead. Yeah. <laughs> well, they are now, <laughs> but they weren't dead when they were getting buried alive. Um, yeah yeah <laughs> but but that episode always haunted me because that is a, a huge fear it's like you know you can't speak you can't do anything and you know they assume you're dead yeah um not that i think about that often in life but, <laughs> um, but i think that's a really good episode i always felt like people didn't warm up to nikki and paulo just because i feel like the way they brought the characters in just very sudden but yeah. <laughs> the episode was still, I, I thought, was very well done and just a creepy but fun episode, if that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that I think that's part of our love for it is it kind of hits on a lot of different levels. It has that pretty horrifying ending, but it has like a lot of goofy characters coming back, a lot of like weaving into the past. Mm -hmm. Boone's back, Arts is back. So it, to us, it was just like such a fun random episode and you know i get how when people are initially watching there's a huge cliffhanger the week before and then we have this goofy little side mystery that doesn't even really matter so people are like well we gotta wait a week to get back to the plot but both of us watch lost just running through so it's next episode you know you don't have to wait another week to see where we're going so it, there isn't that initial bad taste in your mouth after watching the episode so when you all started watching the show it was after the series that ended correct oh yeah i i had watched it in 2011 so like right the year after so i ran through it that summer after um shut up nut here watched it i think 2019 we had watched it together so same thing with her just you know marathoning through and were you aware of it beforehand did you care about the show before you first saw it or was it just something you just kind of like, oh look at this it's on hulu let me go ahead and check this out yeah i remember seeing you know the big kind of teaser mysteries like oh there's a polar bear oh there this little computer saves the world but i i hadn't seen it i just saw those you know just on tv like slightly aware that it was a mystery-based show how about you muffin 
Yeah, I did not know about loss up until he like brought it up. Once he started dating, he pretty much brought up loss like every day. Yeah. <laughs> so I was kind of forced, roped into that love. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't. Hey, it, it could have been far. It could have been a far worse show, you know. It, yeah. It could have been Big Bang Theory. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I was, I was about to say, <laughs> so true. Babe, you're gonna love Sheldon. He's so quirky. <laughs> We're gonna watch it every night, you know. Have you seen Lost all the way through? Yeah, yeah. I, I've I've watched that series too many times at this point. It, it's <laughs> we we watched it initially, but I remember seeing the trailers the summer of '04. Like uh, it's just like a quick like yeah. All I saw was like um a beach, and it looked beautiful. And I was like, dude, that looks nice. And they showed a plane crash, and then it just said lost coming September or coming this fall. And I was like, ooh, I'm gonna check that out. Fall gets there. I didn't check it out. Um, I, you know, it, it's I just it wasn't on my radar because uh, I don't really watch a lot of network TV. It's mm -hmm. not because I don't like it. It's just. I have a hard time sitting for weeks upon weeks upon weeks waiting for you know the next episode to come out. So one Saturday night, I didn't go out. Uh, my girlfriend at the time, now wife, um, we had moved back home, and the, the Saturday night, I'm home. I'm just sitting there, like flipping through the TV, and I see, oh snap, this show lost. So I watched the first episode and you get to the end and I, th I think it was either the end of the first uh, pilot episode or part two. I can't remember, but Charlie's like, you know, guys, where are we? And I immediately called my girlfriend. I was like, you got to watch this show. Like, I don't know what the hell's going on, but we got to watch this. And then it was just every Wednesday night, you know, we watch it at what, nine. And then we call each other at 10, talk about the episode. And there'd be nights I'd go out with my one buddy to the bar every night, but I told him, like, look, I got to go home to watch <laughs> Lost, and then I can come back out. <laughs> um, it, it, that's how committed I was to the show. That's and awesome. We ended up getting all the DVDs, you know, and just watching it over and over and over. Um, it's it, it just became this thing that consumed me. It just like the mystery to it and then just kind of the, the ideal of what would you do if you were in that situation and you survived. So I always like to toy with that ideal mm -hmm. for you, both of you. Uh, if you were in that situation on the island, like which characters do you feel like you relate most to that you would, which role would you, would you uh, feel? Um, I know. What do you, we talk you about this go? every day. <laughs> um, I feel like I would probably be, I feel like I relate most to Russo, but like if I was a survivor, I don't know, probably Kate on the plane. If I was an 815er, Kate. But if it's like general lost, probably Russo. Okay. Yeah, I'd say. Definitely, especially when I first watched it as a 15-year-old, I was like, I'd be Boone because I'd be so interested in Locke and wanting to follow him around. And I just remember, like, that first season, I'm always thinking, like, yeah, I would think this guy has it all figured out, and I'd be right there, you know, piecing all this together. Let's let's open up this hatch. So I always feel like, especially right off the, right off the start, Boone 
just like his positioning would be how I think I'd operate. Mm-hmm. What about you? I always fancy myself as a mixture of Jack and Sawyer, oddly enough. Um, Cause I always have this thing where I have to fix things. I have to solve things. But then the Sawyer part of me is like, I really don't care. And I want to cause chaos. Right. But it's mm-hmm. like that, 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 that on the surface chaos, like you're putting on a front, but then underneath, you know, you're a sweetheart. It's yeah. like, you know, when, when I, you know, joke with my friends uh, over at Nerd Rage Radio, it's always jokes about how, you know, you know, Dante, you know, was quick to smack somebody or Dante, you know, <laughs> Don't don't mess with Dante. And meanwhile, it's like, you know, he's saying it's like, dude, I'm the sweetest person in this room. Like, what are you talking <laughs> about? Like, you know, it's like if there's an old lady crossing the street, I'm probably the first one running out there to help her get across the street. Like, if you say, hey man, I'm cold, like here, take my jacket, you know. But um it, I, I lean more towards Jack and that sense of trying to, you know, you know, wanting to make sure everyone's okay and wanted to just you know, fix everything. Uh, it, it, it's weird to even think, cause it's like, then we start kind of looking at each character. I think for myself, there's a lot of relatable characters like yeah. Michael. I, I kind of relate to him a little bit with just, he, he's confused on being a dad. And though mm-hmm. I've worked with children, you know, most of my life, I have a daughter it's still a weird thing. Like I, I couldn't even imagine, but then there's idea like now he is in that role. And again, you're having to protect someone, you're having to take care of someone, which kind of also falls in that pocket with Jack again. Um, I, I think the least relatable character on the Island for me would probably be um, Shannon. I was going to guess figuring, that. Yeah. yeah Shannon. Um, just, I mean, and Shannon did eventually turn a corner, event, you know, eventually. Mm-hmm. But the overall characters, like, you know, she's like, look, the Calvary will be here. They're going to come save us. Like, mm-hmm. what? Like, let's just cool out, catch some sun. You know, it's like. Yeah, that that picture of her, like, sunbathing whenever, yeah. like, there's all this destruction around here. I know that meme has been doing the rounds the last few years as we're so used to living in a pandemic. That picture of her just in this destruction just. <laughs> With all the wrong priorities. <laughs> yeah. It's like, hey, we got chaos going on. Yeah, I know, but I'm trying to work on my tan. Like right now. You're you're actually blocking the sun. I need you to move. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, it, it's if I had to pick anyone, it's probably closer to Jack, but I think each character, there's something that I feel like I can relate to in some small capacity, with the exception of Shannon early on. I think eventually you know you do see that you know she does care she does have a heart of gold it's just she comes from this seemingly uh background of entitlement and and you know i i don't have to you know want for anything you know just i'm beautiful and people are going to help me because i'm beautiful so Mm -hmm. i i can't relate to that i you know like Mm -hmm. i'm dante People are like, look, <laughs> yeah. look at that Dante. He shaved his legs today above the knee. <laughs> you gotta help that guy. I'm gonna catch him a fish. <laughs> yeah. 
like actually i don't know i like there i do show some like signs of like kind of like <laughs> hey i don't know how to do things and people do it i'm like sucker nice. <laughs> i knew how to write my name the whole time yeah, exactly. um, i bet so, i bet you do that to your wife you're like oh my gosh oh. where are these socks i don't even know where these socks are and all, you never looked all the time That's like sorry. actually whenever <laughs> whenever like if she goes to the basement to grab something i'm like hey can you bring me a gatorade it's like it, it always tastes better when you bring them um yeah. or you know it, it, but for the most part it's like she knows it, we've been together for 22 years at this point she knows when i'm i'm like acting out so <laughs> i can't even get away with it anymore it's like hey, hey so you I don't know. You make sandwiches better than me. They always stay. actually she does make sandwiches better than me. It's like the way that she makes the peanut butter jelly. She puts the peanut butter on there in a way that's like it's magical. And <laughs> when I make peanut butter and jelly, it's just two very sad slices of bread. Like so globby. Yeah, it's like the jelly's falling out. The peanut butter is thin. When she does it, the peanut butter has love to it. The jelly is like just <laughs> right. I'm like, dude. Like you should open up a peanut butter and jelly restaurant. It's like uh, Charlie and Claire bonding over the peanut butter. Yeah, yeah. But peanut butter? Actually, yeah. that's one thing I, I do love about um, your intro music. And I caught myself walking around the hallway at work. Like, You're talking about the Nimbus. Yeah. <laughs> and someone was around the corner when I said, I was like, what? I was like, oh. <laughs> nothing yeah <laughs> please ignore me uh, i also love ben's what <laughs> what yeah when ben yells what That's we so we especially love the american actors who are hired because it all is filmed in hawaii and but you need all these australian characters so they always seem to have this the most absurd just fake australian accent so that woman is a american actress yeah. same with uh richard malkin american guy but it's just it's too much fun. Yeah, talking dating names. They're just pushing it so hard. It's like it's like every time I like this uh, the show opens and I hear that, it's like, oh, dude, I love it every time. Um, when I listen to your podcast, though, like you put in, it sounds like you know a lot of work into you know the details and, and just the knowledge of you know what you're you're watching. Um, do you do anything specific like do you go to like lossopedia and and pull up you know specific facts per episode or or is it just kind of a you know i remember this and you're just kind of going by the seat of your pants yeah it's pretty intense prep work uh, i basically read through the whole transcript ahead of time i have the whole episode mapped out i look for fun facts on Lostopedia, great source. IMDb, Wikipedia. I'll, I, because I, I've seen the show so many times, I, I do all the research ahead of time. That way, she's going through her second watch. It's, I still think like two, three, four times you watch it, it's still fresh and surprising. So I'm happy to basically, you know, know what's coming, do all that prep work ahead of time. So that's kind of why we did that razzle dazzle segment segment is because the razzle we kind of just talk loose about what we just watched like freestyle and then in dazzle he pulls out all of the fun facts and then we talk about spoilers because he does all the research and reads everything and all that 
I'm just here to get get lit and talk about Lost. <laughs> I mean, that's what my wife is there. Whenever we do uh, So You Like Horror, so I rotate my guests. So my wife and I have only done one and a half episode or one and a quarter episode. Um, and yeah, she just she's like, yeah, I'm just here. Like, yeah, um, you watch these zombie movies with me, though. Yeah, I know, but I'm just here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't think this is how this is going to work. Um, <laughs> like, yeah, your your show inspires me. But then at the same time, I realize as I listen, I'm like, those are some good details there. All right. All right. I see. You. And I'm like, I need to do that with my, my shows. So when I sat down to do the first or the second episode, no, the third episode of So You Like Horror, which is where we started going into individual stuff. I'm sitting there. I was like, okay, I'm going to watch these zombie movies, take these notes. I'm going to come up, you know, with these facts. And then we got to, I was like, mm, mm-mm, I'm no nebbit. I am definitely not. <laughs> We're just going to. We're gonna go. Yeah. We're gonna go rogue here, but it's a lot of work. <laughs> it is. It is. I bet. I, I'm recording for our conjuring episode tomorrow night, and right. I have a book. Oh, it's up there. I can't reach it without knocking this all over. I have a book of just notes upon notes upon notes, and then halfway through all the watching, I realized, wait a minute, I got to change gears. Because as you start digging into the the Warrens who are, you know, the, the, the married couple in The Conjuring, you start digging in. It's like, wait a minute. Some of this doesn't make sense. Is this even real? Yeah. It's confusing. I, yeah. Aren't they kind of suspect in real life? Like, is this even like any of this legit or are they kind of, you know, in it for their own profit? So it, that's that. Well, I'm going in on them. Nice. I'm excited for that. It's because it's like when you line up the movies versus the real life cases, several of the movies don't really have an origin to a real life case or at least their connections. And then when you look at like The Conjuring 2, when they were, um, I believe it's Enfield, Enfield Poltergeist, um, they were heavily involved in the movie version. But in real life, they showed up like at the tail end of everything, uninvited. You know, they were it, there was a lot of like a lot of chaos to all of that. And when you look up, you know, what details come from them, any you know stuff that's got them involved, there's no info with their involvement with the family other than showing up at the doorstep and them being kind of pushed away. So once I saw those details, I was like, okay let's turn this around and look at some other stuff. Now it's like, oh, this is this is going away from like a love fest for these movies and in, in, in these two characters to now. It's like, wait a minute. These cats might have been con artists. Yeah. yeah. Huh. So um, there, there's some notes and I, I guess I should tell my co-host this. <laughs> like, hey, so I know you did notes on this, but I got some other notes. These are better. Like, uh-huh. oh. But, um, but yeah, like when I listened to an episode of Razzle Dazzle, I'm like, dude, like the the research and the preparation for this, it 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 shows in the product. So again, awesome stuff, Thank and you. and I yeah. enjoy it. 
Um, yeah, we appreciate that. You're other than my dad, you're like the only person who's just openly supported the podcast. So it's like, you know, super awesome. Yeah, very much appreciated. And I, I love your theme song too. It sounds like a walkout song to like a fight to win <laughs> something. So my buddy from Nerd Rage Radio, Bobby, I went to him. Uh, I don't know how many episodes in. I told him, so I've been doing podcasts with them for several years, just kind of as a guest here and there. And during COVID, I was like, eh, let's go ahead and do this podcast. I've been talking about it for years. Let's make it happen. I'm stuck at home. I can't train. And I reached out to him. I was like, hey, so I had a question. Like, you got any music lying around? And he was like, I thought you'd never ask. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, these drums, he was like, the drums kind of specifically are for you. And then it sounds like, you know, you know, fight music, getting ready to come out to a fight. And I was like, all right, I'll run with it. And then. um, And then is that your daughter? Yes. Um, nice. Perfect. She, she's actually, I'm going to do an episode with her, a, sh a short episode. I'm just going to ask her, you know, tons of questions. Like, because whenever I'm down there, she grabs one of the other microphones and she's, you would think that she's done this before. She's talking mm -hmm. as if she's. A host and she's got these topics i'm like i'm gonna she she's in speech so we're trying to get her her speech kind of sorted out but once we can get her kind of a little clear i think she's fine now but yeah. um we're gonna sit down very soon actually probably um within the first uh maybe the one of the may episodes since that's her birthday um cool. birth month and do an episode there, but she, she, every time I'm downstairs recording and she happens to be in the basement, she comes over and like, I can't hear them, Dad. I'm like, baby, I have the earphones on you. That's <laughs> hey, I heard hey. when she came on while you're recording with your wife and she was wearing the headphones. She's like, I can't hear them. And she puts on, your wife puts on the headphones and she's like, can you hear them? She's like, oh, yeah, I could hear them. <laughs> it's funny because my wife and I were both very introverted and just kind of you know we're not really into being out and about and, and we're not social butterflies my daughter she she <laughs> sees the neighbor she's like hey neighbor like uh i think amazon dropped off a package today she ran out grabbed it off the porch and goes thanks and the amazon driver didn't hear her and she's like yelling to us like hey thanks <laughs> <laughs> no that's we like wait for the Grubhub driver to leave the hallway before Keep we the open the door. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> same. I'm the same way. It's like, yeah, why don't you just go ahead and leave? My daughter's like, no, 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 no. I got to thank this person. He's like, no, honey, you actually don't. Um, but it, I, there, there's this thing I always wonder. It's like, you know, I guess it had to carry down. So I wonder if that's going to be her, you know, being our, our, um, outgoing social butterfly where it's like mm -hmm. as we get older we're like because i thought about this with my grandparents it's like i don't think my grandparents have friends uh -huh. and you know they, they do but you know as a kid you you know i'm thinking about friends like my friends come over all the time and play they don't have friends that come over and play yeah um, yeah That's so um, thank god too as an adult <laughs> so i have friends that come over all the time to record so I, I guess in that sense my my daughter looks like oh those are his friends they come over to play and it's like uh yeah maybe i guess if you want to look at it that way but also on the same note i can't wait for everybody to leave yeah 
hey guys, come through, record, and you know, like ten minutes, get out. The only reason I go to the one friend's house that I have is because she's a purple belt, and I think that that's very cool. And she has her own mats, so I'm like, hey, I need to, I need to drill a Kimura. Show me some touch ups because I'm a white belt, so I'm like, hanging out with the purple belt. It's pretty cool. <laughs> So that was about to be my next question is what is your rank? You're a white. How long have you been training? So I am a white belt, but I've been training for five years and my friends call me a sandbagger because of that. Um, I've, I've moved a few times from academies because I was training at my uncle's academy in Tucson. And then I moved from Arizona to Colorado. And then it took me kind of a, a bit to get situated at an academy at Dark Horse with Ali and Eric which is where they train. Um, and then I took all of COVID off. So like I've been training for five years, but really four because I took all of 2020 off pretty much. Okay. <laughs> it, it, it's your journey. So it's like, because I was a four-year white belt, I think. And I had yeah. a similar situation where like my first year, I trained once per week. Um. You know, and then once I got back, like once I got in and, you know, I have full, full like schedule, I can go to like three, four classes a week, was ready, did a competition. I felt good. I was like, yes, I'm ready. And then I had a blockage in my uh, intestines and mm -hmm. was really sick. And then I got blood clots and they're like, hey, you can't do anything. You can't do any running. You can't do any rough activity. And I was like, well, they're like, you can't eat like kale and like, you know, spinach and stuff like that. And I was like, so mm -hmm. what? So I should just sit around and eat honey buns? Like, that's, <laughs> that's, that, that's interesting to like immediately rule out the healthiest sounding food. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I can't remember what it was about kale specifically that interacted with the blood clots. But it, I was like, okay, because right leading up to, it was actually right before my daughter was born, like a week before my daughter was born, that I got really sick. And, I, you know, I was kind of on a good um, run now with jiu-jitsu because they opened up at that point, the second class in the evening, like later in the evening that I could get to. And I felt good. I was like, yes, you know, this is working. I'm losing a lot of weight. And I ended up, you know, again, getting really sick and then getting the blood clots. And against the doctor's judgment, I, I still kind of went onto the mat a little bit and did some drills, but, you know, just having that time kind of get weird for me. I always was like, man, I've been a white belt for this many years. And then my coach was like, yeah, but you only train one day a week for a while. And then, excuse me. And then you got sick. So you had to sit out half a year. And I was like, I mean, yeah, make excuses for me if you want. Thanks. But I'm still beating myself up about it. I should be better. And now here I am at Blue Belt for God knows how long. And it's like, yeah, it might be a minute. So <laughs> Yeah, that, me too. <laughs> if, whenever, if I ever make that switch, I'll be there for a hot minute. I always think at my last competition, like I when I win, every all the girls cry. And I'm like, I feel like I didn't cry until I like consecutively lost like 20 competitions in a row <laughs> for like four years. It's just like the journey of things. And you really can't take it too seriously. It's supposed to be a very humbling sport. <laughs> yes. It's a sport that is bizarre where 
it's like it's a sport that you don't play you play but you don't play you know mm-hmm. it's like you can go like my neighbor when i first met him he's uh i believe he was in the army he actually came through and did the free trial with us because i was like whenever i meet anyone first thing i think to myself was like i want to get them on the mat i gotta yeah I gotta, <laughs> like i gotta see what they're what they're about Me and too. i think but it's weird with jujitsu because that i think most of us are that way it's like you know, I, you know, I want to grapple with this person that that's, it's like, you know, dogs playing, you know, mm-hmm. but at the same time, you know, it's not to be taken lightly, you know, like you can play basketball, you can play football, but you can't play fighting. That's a quote from Mike Tyson. I think, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It, possibly it's probably one of his most like easily heard quotes, because I think with that lisp, there are times you're like, yeah, Mike. Okay, whatever you say. Buddy. <laughs> yeah, well said. Whatever. whatever. <laughs> yeah, I'm scared of you, so I think you're right. You're absolutely right. Um, yeah, I mean, it was a good point. With you doing uh, jujitsu, and you know, with kind of being a globe trotter, I guess, in jujitsu, like, how do you feel now with your game? Like, you know, being settled at Dark Horse, how do you feel your game's coming along in the current times? I'll say that, like, since you since you know Ali and Eric, um, I'll reference them a lot because I feel like they they were Ali was crucial in my jujitsu career recently because she started while I was gone in COVID, and I came back and she was a blue belt and I was like, what? Who's this bitch? But <laughs> she she's very competitive and you know because she moved out here to uh, teach like competitive snowboarding or something so. She's very, very competitive. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And she's just like badass. She's a go-getter. And I think when I was on the mats, I started jujitsu because I was grounded. My uncle was like, you're coming to the gym every single night and cleaning it. And if you want to train, you can. But either way, you're cleaning these mats. So I I was never like a competitive thing for me. And I'm really, really good at like self-defense, like turtle really good at turtle but ali is really what brought me out of my shell and was like no like we train like sometimes we want to win and that's okay (laughs) it's okay to want to win and to strive for that and to like you know hurt other people's feelings when it comes to that which is something that i struggled with in that competition setting so we share that in common I, i was in class today and we were working back well um a couple attacks from uh, uh from the back and i'm really good at defending and it's to the point where i get too comfortable defending where i don't even want to go to offense i just want to keep that's defending. Me. that's exactly me yeah. um and you know when uh one of the other blue belts a good friend of mine you know we we ended up pairing up at the end and he had my back uh he he had a good um, bow and arrow choke on me. Uh, eventually, like I kept messing with him. I'm like, you know, I make noises. I'm like laughing. I'm singing. Not not to be disrespectful to him, but it is really me. I'm nervous. But it's to let me know that I'm okay. So um, my hand um, slipped out from uh, protect my collar. And I turned, I, I should have turned towards him. I turned away from him. And it was like, nope, you're choked. 
and I actually almost went out. So um, I don't think he listens to the podcast, so he <laughs> doesn't need to know that I almost went out. Nice. But um, and then the next round, he had my back, and it was just me just kind of taunting him while he has my back. And then once I got his back, it was like, look, I'm not going to choke you, but I am going to stay here like a backpack and you <laughs> not get rid of me. And and I heard our coach say something. He yelled something to me. I heard him say my name, and I was like, I don't know what you're saying, but if you're telling me to, you know, go for the rear naked choke, nah, nah, I'm just holding this dude. That's a problem in competition, too. I don't know what you're saying, but I'm hanging on. <laughs> I'm hanging on. <laughs> I, it, I don't know. It, I don't think that I'm built for the competition life. It's My nerves are terrible. So stresses me out just watching. I'll say <laughs> yeah. that. Yep. Oh, man. I remember last time I was in line to weigh in, and I was, like, just, like, very – I don't know, calmly said to my friend, man, I feel like I'm going to shit myself. And the people behind me, they're like, yeah, we're, I think we're all about to shit ourselves right now. Like, yeah. It's so nerve wracking. Like I, my first and only competition to this point, um, I wear a colostomy bag. So, you know, I'm all bandaged up. So I'm like, th that's not something I have to worry about. But in my mind, I, I'm sitting there thinking like, dude, I feel like I'm about to shit myself. And then I was like, oh, wait, I do have to pee. So where the bathroom is, it is far from the mat that I'm supposed to be at. So I'm walking all the way around. I get to the bathroom and I hear Jake Dante report to Matt five. And I was like, oh, fuck. It's the worst <laughs> feeling. <laughs> uh, so I went back because it was it was go time. There was no like prep. It was like, all right, here you go. Go ahead. Put this uh, thing on your belt. So we know that you're the red corner and go and at that point i realized i didn't know a takedown i didn't know what a takedown was i th think i know he was up to zero the entire time so he got a takedown but that was about it yeah it's a good match though and then he ended up he had my back he was going for a bow and arrow and again i'm good at defending those <laughs> and i'm sitting there like not worried and i hear my coach scream from the side dante don't you tap and I gave a thumbs up and the dude let go. I turned towards him into side control and got the three points Nice. and won three to two. And um, I didn't even know I won. I thought I lost. Like, I was like, man, this, this is some shit. I hate this. I don't want to do this ever again. Like, all right, that's much. You, you know, you won. They raised my arm. I was like, holy shit. And then, um, Afterward, I talked to the guy, really nice guy, very, very nice guy. Um, he says to me, he was like, yeah, when you gave that thumbs up, I was defeated. I was so tired. My hands were hurting. I gave up. And I was like, wow. Then that just goes to show that thumbs up has saved my life. So the thumbs up, actually, I should get that on a t-shirt. Yeah, um, you should. <laughs> I always try to smile when, I, when in, I'm competing. I try to smile because... I like them to know, like, I'm not taking it too seriously. And I like it also kind of fucks with them. Like, there's some schools that take competition so seriously that are like so there to kill. So when you look over and you're smiling at your teammates, kind of just messes with them. Like, it's just yeah. smiling. I, I, I feel like that's. I, I mean, our gym is kind of that way. I mean, you know, we're a good group of people that have fun. We laugh at each other. But 
there are times we're in the training room, especially. I'm just like, hey, man, so, you know, do, do you, I saw you smile the other day. Why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, and then they wrist lock me. I'm like, man, you don't even want to know what I'm about to say about you on Facebook. <laughs> right. And, and I, I do, as soon as somebody wrist locks me, I go straight to Facebook and I start talking all types of smack. So I'm going to let everyone know. And you talked about my grandma. <laughs> and you wrist locked my grandma. <laughs> and you didn't like the ending the loss. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you wrist locked my grandma, you wrist locked me, you talk about my grandma, and you hate the ending of the loss. <laughs> like, I don't want to fight you right now because I'm hurt. I got emotions. Um but but yeah, with the competition world, everyone who competes, kudos to all of you. I, I think that's amazing. And when I see my teammates compete, I do get nervous as hell. My stomach starts hurting, I get scared. Yeah. Um, not scared, but you know, I'm like, you know, I'm like, I'm like overly worried. I'm like, dude, okay, what kind of, you need me to get your water for you? I got you. I got some water for you here. Hey, you need a foot rub. It's kind of weird. I don't like feet, but you know, I, I'll give you a foot massage. Just, <laughs> did, you, did you clip your nails? Um, <laughs> Ali, um, my last competition, I was doing no gi, but I always train no gi in my, um, my gi pants. Cause I usually wear just like spandex and my, competitor was grabbing my gi grips with my gi pants and no gi and ali just took off her no gi pants after my match and gave me the shorts she was wearing and i was like that's that's very sweet <laughs> i mean teamwork makes the dream that's work. teamwork <laughs> um, so as you're you know i guess kind of your four stripe white belt i mean you're, you're knocking on the door Hopefully. I have a, I want to compete more as a white ball. I, uh, I'm not very good at competitions, so I'm trying to like compete, throwing myself into the game as much as possible before I get thrown into this whole new threshold of like blue belts. <laughs> well, I think also, you know, as you kind of transition up, they've transitioned as well. You know, your, your, knowledge of the game is growing so it, it seems weird but it's like once you're there it's like oh oh i know what i'm doing oh i know you and then you go ahead you go into the habits and you'll get it done i i believe in you i'm optimistic thank you. you thanks you're a blue belt right yeah i guess <laughs> i have a blue belt i don't know if i'm really a blue belt not at this point with with just all the time off but yes i'm a blue belt I'm sure with like wh whenever someone takes a long time off or like a break, they go back for a few days and they're right back at it. It's like muscle memory. Yeah, there's certain things I know for myself when I'm off the mats for a while, then I come back. Certain things are just kind of automatic. Uh, you know, it's just like, you know, taking the back, you know, you know, side control uh, transitions. Uh, Kimura, just getting that, that Kimura lock, period, just getting the grip. That's almost autopilot. Then for some people, again, wrist lock is autopilot for them. It's like as soon as they see a free hand. Yeah. I, I had a white belt try to wrist lock me a couple months back. And I'm looking like, are you seriously trying to wrist lock me? Like, and he was a nice kid. But I was like, dude, what? Like, I, I think this is the first time we've ever rolled. You're trying to, okay. <laughs> First time ever rolling too. He's like, okay, you, like, yeah. It was a small fella. He was a little fella. So I was like, you, like, I'm not, I'm not a little boy. I'm, I'm a, a solid two and some change, like two ten. 
So he's like, he got that knee on belly and was like, mm, I, I picked the wrong one today. Um, <laughs> Go for the wrist. <laughs> um, so kind of relating jujitsu and loss. And this one's for you. Shut up, nut. Um, on the island, on the island, who do you think would be the best? Mm, that's kind of unfair, Saeed. Never mind. Saeed, I was that, that's um, easy. <laughs> Saeed, take, take Saeed out. He, he doesn't count. He's not allowed. Best grappler on the island, in your opinion. Ever. I would probably say. Mm, I feel like Kate would do really good in jujitsu. That, that was my thought. It was like she seems scrappy. She like she climbs trees and stuff. Yeah, mm -hmm. I can also kind of see like Charlie getting into it in like Charlie kind of a weird Jan. way. Yeah, because I feel like Charlie like people like save themselves with jujitsu. <laughs> so I feel like I don't know if he could have started jujitsu. Like I think he would have liked it at least. I'm, I'm sure. It, I, I think off instinct. He, he likes to punch people, as we've seen him uh, punch Saeed and immediately yeah. regretted it. Yeah. <laughs> Which is probably one of my favorite moments is when he punched Saeed and Saeed just grabs him by the neck. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, shit. Do not do that I, again. I was, yeah, I, it, it, very calm. Do mm. not hit me again. It's like, like, I don't know. That That's like that. If anyone ever says that to me that calmly. I know I didn't mess up. Mm -hmm. and I'm yeah. to choose to kill me right then. Um, so, um, you know, kind of staring back in the direction of lost because I listened to, well, I was trying to listen to the podcast kind of in this weird way where I was listening in order. And then I was trying to listen to the newest episode as well. And I, I got myself, like just because I know the show well enough, where it's like I can do that. But I was like, okay, I'm I'm working double double time here. Like we need to just mm -hmm. go back in order with doing the podcast this way. I kind of wonder, has is there any other shows that you enjoy to this degree that you're like, you know what? I think we can, you know, probably do another one like this after after loss. For me, it's almost uh, The Office. I, yeah. I like personally, I like comedy TV shows. I obsess over those the most. Lost is kind of uh, the outlier. It is my favorite show of all time by a wide, wide margin. I In terms of like, yeah, I'd say yeah. The Office. How about you, Muffin? Sorry, I almost like cut you off. No, go um, ahead. Yeah, I think we have like a queue of like podcasts that we want, which is like The Office, Harry Potter, maybe some sort of music podcast mm -hmm. where we just like scary movies and then scary movies yeah, as well those are the kind of big ones for yeah. us we were we uh, were actually gonna name it so you like horror so now we have to come up with yeah. a new one <laughs> that's okay though. So, i was actually in the midst of changing the name but i couldn't get a logo made correctly so it was like you know what i'm just gonna keep what i have <laughs> um, so someone tried to correct me on my title because it's called so comma you like horror question mark like asking like so you like horror mm -hmm. and when i put a post up someone put with the asterisk do and i was like no i'm pretty sure that comma should have said everything it needs to say for me but yeah it wouldn't make the comma wouldn't make any sense if it was do you like horror 
But then I also thought, you know what? Maybe I should have just named the podcast Do You Like Horror? Um, and I was trying. I was like, oh, I can't get this to work. And it, it, it sounds like it should be simple. Just switch the S to a D. But for whatever reason, I I don't know what I was having an issue with. So I was like, you know what? We'll just. And then I was also, you know, thinking I'm just going to be spiteful. Fuck that guy. Um, so he'll come. I back. like it more. I, I think it's more interesting and conversational. Yeah. Like, oh, so you like horror? Here you are. You know. Well, and that that was kind of the thought. Like, oh, yeah, you like horror? So have a seat. Let's talk. Like, yeah. Let's mm-hmm. get into it. Versus asking, do you like horror? No. Oh well, fuck. <laughs> like, all right. Also, like, when I then say get the hell out. Like when you <laughs> yeah. say so, you like horror. Like. It sounds way more spooky mm-hmm. in your head than do you like horror? It's just like a conversation yeah. at that point. I also feel like saying do you like horror? It's just kind of just too like, you know, plain on, on, you know, on the surface. Whereas let's say, so you like horror It's it's assuming that I know, you know, that, you know, oh, so I hear you like horror. Yeah. So, I don't know. It all makes sense up here somehow, some way. Yeah. Um, just but, for that guy. Uh, yeah, I'm glad that change didn't didn't work out. It, it only didn't work because I don't know how to do things. If I knew how to do things, it'd be a different <laughs> title. If you're like, oh, well, because my other podcast, we um, review beers. Like that's what we do now. I don't know. It was really just two friends just talking shit, and we're like, uh, this will last <laughs> like three episodes. But wow, um, my buddy, he was like, let's call. Well, I, I texted him. I was like, hey, so um, you've been on the podcast a couple of times. You want to do a show, just us two, um, a weekly show? He was like, yeah. I was like, all right, so this is going to be your thing. So um, first thing I'm going to ask you, what do you want to call it? And he was like, let's call it Adios Pantalontes. And I was like, okay, why? And he gives me the reason <laughs> why. And I was like, okay. And I tell my wife, and she was like, that is the stupidest name. <laughs> You guys, no, don't do that. And I was like, well, no, let's, we're, we're going to ride it out. We're going to ride it out. Let's see. And then every time I introduced the show, I was like, oh, that shit sounds so bad. <laughs> we played on a basketball team together. We called the team the Colompton Mafia. And I, I messaged, I was like, dude, why don't we call this show anything with Colompton in it? Like, there's tons of things we can use with Colompton. And for those who are wondering, Colompton means uh, it, it doesn't have a meaning. It's basically a combination of two cities. We are we grew up in Columbia, Maryland, which is the most diverse and like like salad bowl community you can find. Like there's no no gangster of that city. That that little town is very very sweet, and everybody knows everybody else, and it, it, it's that kind of town. And then there's Compton, California. Because we like NWA. We're like, let's combine the two names. And then, uh, you know, we went with that. But uh, with, you know, that show, it's, you know, with the name, it's it's more of like, okay, well, this is what it's going to be. And people have questions. Cool. We rate beers. That's what we do. And uh, But with the uh, horror podcast, so you like horror, it's just more of a, let's, you know, talk about scary shit and you know, see where it goes. And half the time we go off topic anyway. So they see the recent episode about Scream. So I, I think we stayed on topic, but it, it didn't go the way I wanted it to go, or at least how I thought it would go. It just kind of went like, I, I don't know. It didn't sound bad when I listened to it, but I know when we recorded, I was like, 
this is dumb. We're done after this. <laughs> we're, we're, I'm not recording another episode. Then I listened. I was like, huh, not too bad. All right, I guess we'll do episode seven now. So <laughs> that's that, always that, how I feel too. That's every episode. Like, I don't want to do this anymore. Nah, maybe I will. <laughs> I need the next podcast talking OG hip hop, some NWA and whatnot. So on Colompton, we do talk hip hop a little bit. The reason I tend to steer away from it is because my friend, he loves Cypress Hill, House of Pain, the Soul Assassin. He loves all like that pocket of uh, rappers. They're all friends, those guys. And he loves them all to death. And he will talk about them and everything connects back to them. Everything relates to them. And I'm like, okay, but it doesn't. <laughs> so, anytime we talk music, I because I, I love all music. And I, to make him uncomfortable, I like to talk about pop music a lot. Like, I, like we were recording a couple weeks ago, ago and uh, uh, where we recorded, stopped recording, I didn't realize it, but I was talking heavy about Madonna. Like, I was in. I was talking about the bedtime stories album. I was talking about the production. I was like, dude, I'm just going in. And I was like, oh, shit, it stopped recording. And then I played it back, and it stopped right before I started. And I was like, Ah, uh, like so i always try to like make him uncomfortable musically because i know he likes it like i think in his mindset it's like i can't accept listen to anything that's not hip-hop and it's like sure you can just open up a little bit listen to different things like mm-hmm. they when, whenever people listen to uh biggie or tupac and then you hear some of the samples like everybody goes immediately to Tupac, I am mad at you. And I'm like, no, nah, that's from DeBarge. That, that's that's a R&B group from Grand Rapids, Michigan. Like I listened to that as a kid, get out of here. But everybody immediately goes there. So, it, it, but whenever he gets into that, in that pocket of like, you know, oh, I don't listen to anything else or I haven't listened to anything else. Or he, you know, kind of gives me that feel of like, no, I'd never be caught dead listening to that. It's like, hmm, hmm. Uh, I mean, I would like, yeah. I'm afraid to admit it. Uh, you know, I like Taylor Swift a little bit. I was just listening to Billie Eilish the other day. I didn't think that uh, was going to yeah. happen. Mm-hmm. Did you see that? We are young music festival with like Avril Lavigne and uh, chemical romance and like I, all those. I wish I've been getting bullied. All, all the kids who are getting bullied for being like little emo kids are now like very popular for listening to like that grungy music and everyone's very excited for that little festival. I think stuff like that goes in waves, like um, comic books. I mean, Mm -hmm. I got made fun of all the time and now everyone loves comic book movies. Mm -hmm. Everybody's in, but it's like, it's like when, whenever a movie comes out and someone's like, Oh my goodness, Morbius is coming out. Have, like you know anything about Morbius? Like, do I know? Hold on, let's go to the basement. Let me pull out this box real quick. <laughs> let's talk about the Midnight Suns. Um, but yeah, those things goes on. You know, they go on waves. So, yeah, mm. like, and, and it's okay to you know, people like one thing and they're like, Ugh, you like that, and then years later, it's like, oh my god, I love. It. I think part of what happens with that though is the people who are getting picked on, they've grown up into this this their own uh personality and acceptance and then even with kids today now as well whereas if i were 14 i'd feel kind of like you know i i walked around comic books proudly 
but I was still kind of like, man, I know I'm going to get picked on for this, yeah. but this is why I am now kids. It's, I know there's still bullying going on with things, but I think kids are a little bit more uh, confident in who they are when it comes to what they like. So yeah. like, mm-hmm. let them come at us about Avril Lavigne. The kids that I was coaching uh, in jujitsu, we had on Avril Lavigne and I was like, um, I said something to the girl. And she goes, I'm sorry, I don't know who this is. Oh, no. And what? We stopped the class right then and there. It was like, yeah. stop. You don't know who Avril Lavigne is. And all the kids, because they're all like 13, they're like, sorry, Coach Dante, we don't know who this is. Oh, and I was like, you all better do like 10 burpees right now on your jumping right. jacks. I, well, that's that was my threat. I was like, "All right, well, look, I'm going to see this way. I'm going to put on a song, and if if no one can tell me the name of this song, burpees at the end of class." Yeah, <laughs> it's weird to even think there's people born in the 2000s. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> that, that I mean, it, like I used to be a preschool teacher, and a lot of those kids are in their, coming up on their 30s now. And I'm like. Wow, this is weird. <laughs> like, you do not look that old. <laughs> oh, I shaved this morning. Like, if I didn't shave, I look like a homeless dude. I'm like, oh my god! <laughs> like they gave a hobo a computer. <laughs> like we have libraries, and again, the library card is free, so that's you have to record quietly. Yeah, um, <laughs> you have to host your podcast quietly. <laughs> yeah. I should do that one day. Just go to the library and just do a podcast there. <laughs> Like, I'm trying to think of like different things to do. It was like, I'm going to do an episode called Coffee with a Friend. Just go sit at Starbucks and record. Um, That's awesome. I think I'm going to go to the library and just sit out in the open. And it was like, hey, man, what's going on? You want to do a podcast with me real quick? All right, come on, sit down. You have to go somewhere like completely absurd. Like, I don't even know. Um, Bus station or something. That, oh, that would be fascinating. <laughs> Like a subway station. I was just about to say, let me go up to uh, New York, hit the subway real quick. Or uh, even down here in, uh, in the D.C. area, hit the metro. Yeah. It's like, hmm, you, there, there's some characters down there. <laughs> like, some real characters. So with you guys being into horror, what's your favorite horror movies? You want to go? Or me? Okay. I would say mine is like Krampus. Um I'll say Halloween, original Halloween might be my favorite movie ever. Hard to hard to jump off that. Yeah, I'd say I'd say Halloween. Halloween's. Oh, I'm excited for you to talk about the score on that movie. Yeah, that's he that, talks about I'm, a lot. I'm prepping for that one very soon. Um I that cuz that's going to be I believe the one of the May episodes. So I'm trying to kind of get figured out now what soundtracks and scores I want to talk about. Halloween has to be there because John Carpenter's a, a genius. It, it's one of those things that not just the original like opening uh, uh, um, tune, but just the entire like movie, everything is memorable. You could hear any beginning part of it and you mm-hmm. know what it is. So with you being a Halloween fan, how did you feel about Rob Zombie's Halloween? For me, the Rob Zombie movies don't connect with me. It's uh it's a hard watch for me personally. I 
I've only watched them a couple times. So I'll, I'll watch the crappy sequels, Halloween Five. I've watched, you know, a million times, even if it's a horrible movie. I, I, the Rob Zombie movies just don't connect at all with me. Uh, I, I'm curious, how do you feel about them? Initially, so I went back and forth. I liked it the first time in theater, but I saw a different version in theater. Then, but I saw a lot of chatter online about a specific scene. And I was like, what? That was not in the movie. What are you talking about? So now it comes time to buy it. So I purchase it. I'm watching it. And it had the director's cut or unrated version or whichever, like extra content. And there was a rape scene in there that was too graphic. And I was furious. I was like, not okay. That there was no need to put that in there. You could like, like you didn't even have to insinuate anything. You didn't have to even hint at it. It wasn't necessary. You know that the guards are shitty guards. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's the short and narrow of it. So after that, I was pissed. I was like, "Fuck this movie! I will never watch it again." Um, I say that about a lot of stuff though. And then I went back, um, rewatched the, the um, theatrical version again, and I enjoy it for what it is in its bubble because I like. A backstory. I do like the original where, look, this is just a, a madman on a loose killing. Mm-hmm. No rhyme or reason. But I do also, you know, coming into, you know, modern times, it's like, look, there's always a reason behind something. Something, there had to been an origin. Um, so I, I enjoyed enough where it's like, I don't hate it as much as I hate Halloween Resurrection. Yeah. Um, like I watch that movie and I get angry. Like I go look, yeah. I start lifting weights because I'm mad. <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna get stronger. Buster Rhymes uh, trying to kung fu. Michael Myers doesn't do it for you. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my god, it's like, it, uh, <sighs> <laughs> take a breath. <laughs> Resurrection will do that to you. You gotta take a moment. Gotta take a sip of water here. I gotta, I gotta recover. <laughs> That, that's no that movie when we did an off the mats episode on Halloween because in October we do uh, horror movies which is kind of where uh, so you like horror came from mm-hmm. and my friend and I she she and I we sat and talked about Halloween and when we got to the resurrection part it was just I couldn't contain myself I was like dude that's it, H2O was pretty trash too but resurrection was it's like they just didn't care mm-hmm. um but yeah, the Rob Zombie version, at least the first one, it's like, look, I'm okay with it just for what it is, but I don't think it's rep- it's it's not a representative of Michael Myers or Halloween. The the thing I will say that I took away from it that I felt like was kind of a plus is that you could see this being a regular person because at, at no point really during his pursuit was he shot in a way where it's like, oh, he should be dead. He should be stopped. It was like he was winged in the shoulder or something. It's like, okay, you know, I could see that. So this, this, this you know, it kind of goes back to the idea, like, this could happen. Um, and he was a big-ass dude, so. Yeah. How, yeah, I would, oh, I would say uh, if there's, like, maybe one movie I could just fire into the sun forever, it would be Halloween Resurrection. Just get it out of here, because I, I can't even think of a movie that, undercuts a previous movie to that extent 
Whereas the Rob Zombie Halloweens, it's like, okay, this is this might be a take I'm not in love with, but it, it stands on its own. It it's trying to explain a character. I'm not crazy about it, but it's here. It's it's its own thing. It's telling its own story. It's definitely not just a, a cheap like reboot that's just showing all the same scenes. You could look at Nightmare on Elm Street or like a psycho remake yeah. where it's just like you're adding nothing. It's doing its own thing at, at the very least. Yeah, it stands on its own. Yeah, like you said, Psycho, Nightmare on Elm Street, those are two examples that you look at and it's like, so we could have just went back and watched the original one, is what you're saying? Mm-hmm. Um, How did you feel about the 2018 version? I think we're both uh, pretty positive <laughs> on, on those. Yeah. yeah. I, I, you know, I, I, there's some goofy stuff, especially I had, like, with Tommy the, or what is his name? Yeah, I think it's Tommy, Tommy Doyle and Halloween yeah. Kills. There's very bad dialogue. I, I think we were just like, oh, we're gonna laugh at this and have fun with it. So kind of with the 2018 and the 2021 sequel, it was like this is a little goofy, but it's fun. Michael Myers looks awesome. The yeah. music, yeah. John Carpenter, shout out again is awesome so it's like yeah it's goofy but i'll say i fun. loved the 2018 but the 2021 <laughs> one was like the hot the with the pro and i get that they're trying to make i think they're trying to just kind of wheel in like a little bit of like this is what's going on right now how easy it is for yeah. a society to kind of just get reeled into the protest of things without even understanding anything but the Halloween or like evil dies tonight. tonight. Yeah. yeah, that that got a lot. That was, that was a lot of screen time for that protest. Yeah. <laughs> also, there's a lady standing in a crowd with an iron in her hand, ready to fight. Oh, really? <laughs> an iron? Like yeah. in the in the hospital scene or when? Uh, it's was like that. it's it's at the end where they all confront him in the street. <laughs> she just brings out her iron. <laughs> she has an iron in hand. She she's Aww. standing there just like okay. <laughs> was she yeah. in the middle of like like pressing clothes? Like what a is lot this? of goofy extras in that movie. It's just if you can laugh at it, I think you can enjoy it. So yeah. for us, we were like, okay, yeah, this dialogue is insane, but it's a good time. Yeah, we got together when when uh they announced we're gonna put it on Peacock for free opening night i was like okay we got some friends together we you know went to the basement shut the lights off whenever i have people for fights or like movies in this case i'm all business it's like i don't want to hear anyone talk mm-hmm. pretend you're in a the theater do not open up your phone if you gotta go to the bathroom walk up those dark ass stairs figure your life out um, <laughs> but we watched it and i enjoyed it in the moment because it was just you know you're in the moment but then i think i rewatched it four times that week and each time it was like okay yeah. that's goofy that's <laughs> yeah. silly that's unnecessary and I, I actually just recently rewatched um because on shutter they have halloween 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 four and five and i rewatched i want to say it was yeah it was four um and they had a mob scene there as well. They had, you know, Michael Myers is here. Like, get, get, get your guns. Get your and gun. We're getting in the truck. 
Yeah, and, and that's exactly what it was. They got in their truck and they're driving around, and somehow Mike was still beat all their asses with mm. guns. Like, it was like, you know, you wow. Yeah. Um, it's crazy. Those those guys all have like red hats. It's it's almost too real, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, watching it decades later. But yeah, I know exactly mm-hmm. what you mean. So, yeah, that, but I'm glad to hear that like you like Halloween as much as I do. I, I th- didn't think I would find another. Um, well, I'm I, sure I heard that jujitsu podcast that I like, and then I heard that you like comics and Spider Man and horror movies, and I was like, "Whoa, we're gonna be like best friends, have them over for Thanksgiving." <laughs> hey, I, I would make the trip to Colorado. My sister got married in Colorado. Um, uh, we went uh, what Pikes Peak, yeah, um, mm-hmm. out in that area, um. And then we went out to the Garden of the Gods. I, I, don't, I don't know how old I was. I might be like 14 or 15 or something. Um, maybe 16. I don't know. I, I was at an age where I was a delinquent and just not listening to anyone. And I was like, I don't want to be here. This is dumb. Like, ugh, I got to wear a tuxedo. Yeah. Um, Family vacation. Oh. Yeah. yeah. It's like, where's the club? So it's like, you're 16. You don't even know what a club is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Like, that's yeah, if you come, you can train with us. <laughs> oh, so that's that's always my plan. Anytime I think about places, it goes like, okay, I'm gonna go here. Who do I know in this area, and I need to find the gym. So yeah, when I went to New York, I went to New York uh, in 2018 to go to uh, not to go to Unity Jiu Jitsu, but I was on my way to Unity Jiu Jitsu on the subway for a 7 a.m. class that first time in New York. And I threw up on the subway. I got food poisoning <laughs> and never got to go. So this last week when I got to go, I was like, man, I'm still a white belt. But <laughs> four years later, I'm here. I made it. <laughs> um, yeah, actually, tell me about that. How, how was it uh, going there training? It was It was so cool. I think it's crazy because it's such a famous academy, famous professor. I was like watching him on YouTube all week. And then you go and you pay so expensive to train there. And like the drop-in fee was 20 bucks with or 40 bucks, which isn't that bad considering everything. But like it was in the basement. It was really hard to find in like a New York building. Uh, there's like so many doors to get to the basement. You have to take like a very specific door in between all the shops to get down. And it was like pretty, I mean, I'm not from New York. I don't live that East side life at all, but (laughs) it was, it was, it was a little weird trying to get down there. Um, it was like the biggest Academy I've ever seen in real life. And it was like very awesome. Probably like more girls also in a class that I've seen in real life too. And I trained with every belt of a female other than black belt. I trained with a brown belt, a purple belt, a blue belt, and a white belt. So it was, it was so cool for that reason. And then um, I don't know if you know who Junie is. The He's like a black belt who – he's a competitor. It's kind of like Instagram famous. And he was a professor, and he was like – every time I was sitting alone, he was like, hey, someone roll with her, like calling out people to roll with me. So I really appreciated that's that cool. too. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, that's a good host. That's really cool because, you know, your visitor, you know, you want to make sure, you know, you get your reps and you get your roles in. I mm-hmm. think that's really, really cool. 
So especially because I fangirl. I, I mean, I've been watching his YouTube videos and stuff. So for him to be like, hey, roll with her. I was like, oh, me? Wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I yeah. always feel like when I go to other gyms, because I try not to show my face whenever I put up anything on Instagram. So when even, even at my own gym, some people don't know that I, I uh, run BJJ Wiki. So it's like I go to another gym and there's this weird thing in my head where it's like, hmm, do I say something or do I just because if I say, hey, you know, I run BJJ Wiki and then they're like, wow, you're a really shitty blue belt. He's like, oh, no, I don't want that to carry over. <laughs> so, it's a lot of pressure. <laughs> I, I went up to uh, um, the gym in Virginia and rolled with, I don't know if you're familiar with uh, Epic Roll, uh, BJJ. Mm-hmm. He, he, um, there, there was some stuff that went down a few months back with uh, Elite Sports, uh key company. And they wanted us to do giveaways, and we did the giveaways. They didn't give away the geese that our, our you know, followers had won. So, you know, there was this huge, like, launch attack back at them um, where then they blocked all 14 of my Instagram accounts. So at least I know I'm seen. Um, <laughs> I think, well, I, I still have, a, I have one more. Well, I have So You Like Horror now, and I have Kalompton. They haven't blocked those yet. So Nice. <laughs> um, but when we, you know, announced that this was going on, you know, a few guys who had geese and T-shirt and rash guard uh, companies, they reached out to us and was like, look, you know, we will send, you know, in place, you know, you know, rash guard or gi or whatever. That's your sweet. Winners. Um, so Matt, who runs Epic Roll, he invited me down to train with them. He's about an hour away from maybe an hour and a half away from me. So I went down there and rolled with the guys over there at Open Mat. And it, it was a really fun experience. It was, yeah, I think he was the only one that, you know, uh, was aware of the whole BJJ Wiki thing. We didn't really talk about it. Uh, he's a brown belt and I rolled with him. Uh, it was a lot of fun. And, you know, they're just great hosts about everything. Um, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like in the Gi, I did pretty well against their guys. But once we got to know Gi, they started mopping the floor with me. So I was like, yeah, I'm just, I, this. I'm not, I'm not BJJ Wiki. I'm Dante. Um, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I broke out the full government name. They're like, oh, okay, cool. You're not that good. <laughs> If you ever introduced yourself as BJJ Wiki, that's that'd be so intimidating. It's like a wiki uh, of BJJ. <laughs> that's so. <laughs> so I, it's weird because um, like someone uh, recently was in town. They saw because once in a while I'll I'll tag my location, my post, and I get a message from the guy. He goes, "Oh, dude, you're in Millersville." Um, he's like, "I'm from Severna Park." I was like, which is like, I could throw a rock and hit a house in Severna Park. <laughs> um, and sometimes you want to. Um, <laughs> and he was like, I'm going to be back in town for the holidays, for Thanksgiving and Christmas and stuff like that. So I was like, oh, cool. You know, so I told him, you know, where my gym was. And he he went and trained that night. I couldn't make it for whatever reason. And um, one of our coaches, she texted me, was like, yeah, um, you know, so-and-so guy came here train uh the train he said he knew you 
I was like, oh, snap. So I messaged him and told him, hey, we have an 11 o'clock class at our Elkridge location. Um, it's about 15 minutes, you know, from here. It's like, okay, cool. So he shows up and it was a weird feeling because like he got there, I got there and I knew it was him, but he didn't know it was me. Yeah. And um, I'm looking at him. And then uh, when it came time to um, roll, we paired up and he leans and was like, are you BJJ Wiki? Like, yeah, it's me. <laughs> All <laughs> intimate with it too. Yeah, it was like we're whispering to each other's right. ears. And then um, he, he farted in my face and um, I elbowed him in the eye. So it was a good time. Nice. Uh, it, it, it was. Uh, That's it. You make the closest friends on the mat. <laughs> you really do. At that point, I was like, I guess um, you're you're invited to my daughter's birthday party on your family. <laughs> yeah. um, but I I try to, you know, if people know, then that's fine. But I don't openly say anything like I have like my jacket here with BJJ Wiki on it, like on the front, wherever it is. That's so crazy because it's such a it's a huge oh, it's following. It's, um, it, it's it's accidental, I think. Uh, like I don't know how it happened. Well, so what I think it is is people see Wiki and they think, oh, that guy knows stuff. I don't know <laughs> shit. Like I know nothing. And but uh, people see Wiki and they're like, oh, people, you know, he he might know something. Um, if you got a Wiki or a Pedia going on, it's like, oh. This is the knowledge base I'm looking for. Literally. It's like, mm -mm -mm. <laughs> not for me. Like, well, <laughs> I mean, my account is basically me reposting. Uh, and I think that's what helped it grow, though, is that if I repost, but I also made sure to tag the people who originally posted it. And I, I see people take other content from accounts and they don't give the credit, even if there's a watermark. So I always tried to make it a very you know, a very, very big point to always credit everyone. And when people message me, you know, I'm just a person, I'm just a dude. So, you know, I, I will reply back is, you know, like, you know, within reason I've had some people attack and it's like, I'm, I don't have to give you my time, but you know, like with uh, Eric and Allie and, and yourself, you know, you all reach out to me and it's like, you know, we're, we're all people. So, I, someone messaged me once and I replied and they're like, oh my God, I'm so, like, I'm so shocked that you replied because you have such a big following. It's like, I mean, it's, it, I don't know. It, I, I don't think I'd be a good famous person because <laughs> I, I think I'm too, I'm too open. I'm like, I'm a private person, but I'm open as well. So I think if, if I was like a celebrity, I would like, Hey, y'all want to come over for a barbecue? Yeah. <laughs> Open to the public. Yeah, sure. Mm -hmm. I'll pick out your trash and sell it too. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, like, it's like, hey, so um, I'm going to throw this out. Hey, this is the this is the towel he dried his hands with. Yeah. <laughs> That's um, funny. I, I never connected your because I knew I saw that I found your podcast through Ali and Eric and I didn't realize that it was BJJ Wiki until like a month after listening your pod to your podcast. And I was like, this is one of the first Instagram pages that I've followed as a white belt in jujitsu. And this is someone who, like, my uncle has been sending me your memes for, like, four years or something, like, crazy. 
So I was like, whoa, I've been following him for like four years or something. Cause I, I mean, that's, how, I think that's how long I've been following you. And like my, my aunt and uncle all trained. So I lived with them. So we would just like send um, a group chat with all your memes and stuff. So it was kind of crazy that I, when I had connected your podcast to the Instagram account, I was like, wow, I, that was a whole nother fangirl moment of like, this is something that made me feel like I'm a part of the jujitsu community. Like I, he would post, you would post a meme and I'd be like, I understand that slang. Like I know what that, what that means that he's referring to. <laughs> it's, it's always funny thinking about that too. It's like the, the internet, Instagram jiu-jitsu community is just such a it's a tight-knit group but at the same time it's weird because it's like it's a big community we all like we're all kind of interwoven but at the same time we're all kind of in our own lane mm -hmm. but it's like if you if you step into my lane you're more than welcome you know we, you know we welcome you with open arms you know and then you know you know right now we have um, a, a good friend who runs the account Jits Bitch. She's going through some hardships right now. And, you know, GoFundMe has been put together and, you know, we're trying to raise funds for her to help her out. Um, and everybody, like, came came to the rescue, like, immediately. And, and to me, you know, thinking about that community like that, it's like, th these are all strangers. We don't have to do that for each other and lord knows a lot of people even in in the smallest of instances wouldn't but i think jiu-jitsu players whether it be a competitor or a hobbyist this is a community that for one reason or the other it has been a home for a lot of us so at least for myself i can say i am always more than willing to help anyone in the community i'm always more than willing to um you know if you message me and say hey can you repost this i have a queue of um as far as memes go there's five thousand memes that mm -hmm. I did and i can't even go back to the beginning anymore because i have so many so i was trying to just go in order and i was like dude this is too much mm -hmm. um then videos it's like i have each day of the week I have a photo for each day of the week and each photo is like two, two, about 2000 different videos. So it's like going through that. But if you say, Hey, can you post this for me? Boom. Front of the line. Like, and, and, and that's, that's kind of the hack. It's like, yeah. if people come up to me, I'm always quick to say yes. Except for, I just had a friend message me today. Hey, can you repost this, uh, this reel I posted and I listened to it. It's like, it's like, I know it's not jujitsu related. And I looked at it. I was like, it's not anything related. <laughs> Like, I'm not posting that. Like, no, I'm posting that. Like, it, it doesn't make any sense. And, uh, like, I'm not crazy about racial slurs. And I know the, it wasn't said in a way, you know, but it, whoever did the original voice drops the end bomb. And I was like, no, nah, I think I'm good. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm not doing this. Like, uh, it, it, because the person who's in the real, the video, is a white guy. And I was like, oh, definitely not. Definitely yeah. not doing this. This is... Uncomfortable. I, we just got done talking about Joe Rogan recently, and I, I yeah. don't want to dance this dance anymore. Um, yeah, that's that was probably a good call. <laughs> well, he's asked me to share other stuff in the past, and it's like I, I've 
I've had my battles with some accounts. I've been called sexist. And I was like, okay, I don't think that I am, but I guess your perspective might be different than mine. And it was sexist as in like you post more men than you do female or what? So there's two posts I put up back to back. One post was a it's it's a meme that kind of floats around every so often, but it's a guy sitting on a woman's lap. And it says, this is what it looks like when your girl trains and you don't. And <laughs> and I got attacked by, um, what's the account? She, she Jitsu, um, which is an account that I held in high regard. I, I, I respected her greatly. I, I love what she's about. And she came in at me and I was like, what? Like, like what are you talking about? It was like, you know, I, I can't even remember what she said, but it's like just all these terms are thrown at me. I was like, oh, okay. Now the very next post I put up was a young lady uh grappling in competitions against boys and beating the shit out of all of them. Then I got attacked by all the guys. And I was like, you know what? I'm not gonna fucking win today. <laughs> Can't please everybody. Yeah. And and, and that's kind of where it's at now. I don't I don't even try. I just I put up a post that I see that I feel like you know what I this is my feeling today. Whether I want to laugh or whether I feel like posting something that's inspirational to you know white belts um or even blue belts for that matter because lord knows i fucking need the inspiration sometimes um but you know this this post that my uh, friend asked me to post definitely steered in the direction of sexism you know being very sexist and i was like i'm not he was like you know because <laughs> yeah. it the, the thing is i thought it was funny in a in a small echo chamber just like that's a pretty funny thing, but it's not funny in the sense of like, I can't remember what the post was, but it's like, I was like, dude, it got a chuckle from me. And then I yeah. clicked like, and he messaged like, dude, you mind reposting that for me? And I messaged him back. I was like, um, I don't think that's a good idea. Just it did. I mean, you have your style of humor and, you know, I thought it was funny enough, but it's not something that number one fits anything that, I would post on BJJ Wiki number one, and number two, I've already had enough shit thrown my way. I don't think I need to fight this fight again. Is um, just no. And he sends me a message every so often, trying to get me to repost some content. That's it's like no, you're. He's trying to be a stand-up comedian. That's fine. I get. It. I, I applaud him. I couldn't do it. But I think he's trying to do it in ways of like, let me be as shocking as possible to try to get eyes on me. He's like, Mm-mm. not not through me. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. I'm not the guinea pig. Because <laughs> yeah. I know how that goes. I post his meme. They don't look at his name. They look at BJJ Wiki and say, "Yeah, how dare you post that?" And I'm like, um, I'm I'm a follower, not a leader. <laughs> like, uh, I'm stupid. It's your followers. It's because you have so many followers. You look like the leader. Yeah, sure. When you posted my video, I was like, oh, oh I sent it to my uncle and a video to my dad. I was like, oh, look, look at me. And that's the thing is like when I when I look at videos to post to, I look at like, you know, there it's always cool to post like Gabby Garcia, um, uh, Jamil Hill, um, you know, um, 
can't even think of the names right now, but you know, like the big names, mm-hmm, big people. Yeah. You know, that's always cool. Cause I know I'm going to get very little pushback from that. Mm-hmm. But when I post like everyday people like ourselves, it's like, I, I really want to do that because it's like, look, if you're doing something cool, I want people to see it. And I, yeah. I have the platform for it. And if somebody's got something to say, it's like, okay, like, especially if it's in a competition, it's like, and it, and it works. It's like, someone's like, well, don't cross your ankles when you do the arm bar. It's like, did they get the tap? Like, yeah. But at the end of the day, they are like, uh, maybe a younger belt level and still got the tap. And also like an everyday person who's still working on things at the gym, you know, and, we all are. It's very inspirational to see everyday people on top of these big influencers pursuing these wins in competition. Like that's what I, that's what I love about your page is that like it is it everything that you post seems doable, you know? Yeah. And that's that's kind of the ideal to me is like I don't want to post anything that's, you know, seems like, oh, you can only do that if you're a brown belt or a black belt. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like if you're a white belt, you hit on the plata. Let's share it. If you're if you're if you hit a rolling Kimura or a flying arm bar, you know, anything crazy like that. If you're a white belt in flying arm bars, it's like I got some questions. Like, like you said you've been training how long? Oh, right. Time. You've been training for 15 years, son. Oh, but, that's how uh, I feel about Ali. <laughs> but. Um, but oh I think did I just post something or I might have I think I was about to post a video of her. I don't know. I, there was something I just saw of her recently, and I was like Man, there's some aggression there. <laughs> like, uh-uh, girl. Uh, you look like you're about to take someone's arm with you. <laughs> yeah. Right. She's a little intimidating. <laughs> um, I mean, but if if you're competing, you know, you gotta gotta wear that, wear that uh, you know, that costume. And then at the same time, you come out afterwards like, hey, so y'all wanna go and get some Korean barbecue? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, here's your arm, I'm sorry. You have it back. Yeah, have it back now. Um, so I guess kind of as we're we've been going for a while here, and I don't want to keep yeah. y'all. Well, actually, we have um, I have five questions. We have five questions for you about loss, dragging it back to um, lost. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Let's. Sorry, we're gonna pull them up. Okay. All right. So we covered favorite character. Do you have a least favorite character? Least. Favorite character? Ooh, I don't know that I. Uh, Rosinski. Oh, nice. <laughs> Fuck no, I like that. I, I wasn't like expecting that. that. I love that answer personally. I, That's a good one. <laughs> um, favorite episode ever? Um, I. So it's Desmond's like so it's a collection of Desmond's episodes. The constant mm-hmm. um flashes before my eyes. Mm-hmm. And there was one other one in there. But I love all of Desmond's episodes because they're bizarre, but also they're the motivation is love. Mm-hmm. So there's heart to it. Um if I if I had to pinpoint, also I really like Charlie's episode, the greatest hits. Yeah, um, it's it, because you know after seeing the episode and then going back and watching it, 
I, I think I cry every time I watch that episode mm-hmm. because you know what's coming. Um, and then yeah. maybe um, the season three finale. Back to back, yeah, Charlie's yeah. final centric <laughs> yeah. episode and then, yeah, the season three finale. Great choice. The Constant is a good one, too. Great choices all around. Do you have a favorite flashback character? Character only in the flashbacks? Um, or like side future character? Like yeah. A- so I would say for flashback character, it's tough because... Like I said, I, I love the stuff with Desmond. It, it it it's just there's a lot of heart to it, and it's kooky. Mm-hmm. But then there is something special about John Locke, and and getting those flashbacks because you're piecing together a story of a, an extremely tragic character who was he he found his way, then he lost his way, and then his way was taken away from him. Mm-hmm. And it's like watching that story unfold, um, it, it just gets very, it, it, it's sad, but it's also, it's going to sound horrible to say, but it's a fun watch because you're watching this unfold. Mm-hmm. So I would say John Locke, uh, his uh, flashbacks, just the way that they're kind of pieced together and then. And as far as the, like those, the you know the kind of the sideways, the flash sideways uh, stories. Um, I don't know if it's any specific character, but when you start getting the reveal, when they start making physical contact with each other, and mm. Sawyer and Juliet touching hands, at, like holding a Apollo bar, yeah, that breaks me every. <laughs> single time i'm getting goosebumps now but i cry every time because that relationship that you know how it all started off and then how it you know you go back in time now with them and they become a couple and i always feel like with loss there's this weird thing about it where these survivors spent 100 days on the island so they knew each other for 100 days 100 days that's a lot of days now you get these other characters who are left behind. They've spent three years of the Dharma Initiative. And then you get your characters coming back to the island. And it was like, hey, we know each other. There's this connection. Which is more important? Mm-hmm. That old relationship that lasted for 100 days, that was three years ago? Or this new group of people who you spent mm-hmm. the last three years with, who at one point were your enemies? So it's like, mm-hmm. there's always that weird back and forth but that Juliet and Sawyer connection during that and then in the flash sideways always gives me chills absolutely it's kind of lost is kind of like a jujitsu competition where it's about the journey it's the fact that you're here is everything the fact that you have that courage to go to the jujitsu competition if you love these characters it's about you know the love you felt along the way I Definitely love that answer. Would you say you would uh, more likely be a member of the Dharma Initiative or a member of the others? <sighs> Probably the others. 
And wow. I say that because Dharma, they meant well. well actually, okay, let me, okay, because there, there's a bigger mosaic to that. Because Dharma meant well. They all meant well. With the exception of Rosinski. Um, <laughs> like, he, he, he was... Fuck that guy. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Fuck that guy. Um, he got what he was. He, well, actually, no. He he should have had far worse. Um, but yeah. like when I think about the Dharma Initiative, they meant well. They came there, you know, the research. They they you know had a plan, but the problem is they came there and couldn't coexist with the original inhabitants of the island, for whatever reason. They just couldn't coexist. Um, I I somewhat side with the others because they were there however they were there you know they were there and this is home you guys came in and and you know you're you're trouncing on our land you know uninvited we just actually followed these simple rules um so uh, you know i i hold that a little closer to the heart just in that thought but I don't know. It's a t- that's kind of a tough one for me because again, I feel like Dharma meant well, mm-hmm. but I think the others, you know, they just want you know, like leave us alone, man. We're, we're here on this island. I never really consider. So, like, I would like to say, you know, this is my second watch. I don't know. I have a lot of questions about Dharma Initiative because I don't remember everything. But um, what what were their intentions? Because when you bring that up now that you say, you know, they've come to these others lands, it almost sounds like Hawaii, where it's like, are you coming to capitalize off of our island's energy? <laughs> you know, and, and that's exactly what it was, though. It's like there was yeah. this energy that they they became aware of. They ended up getting there, yeah. And it's like, okay, there are these weird things going on. You know, these mm-hmm. weird healing properties of this island. Like, we got to research this. You know, and while we're here, why don't we just set up shop? Let's set up life here. And, you know, it seemed like with the intentions of staying, no intents mm-hmm. of ever leaving. So, you know, that becomes kind of a, you know, um, Columbus landing in, in America type deal. Absolutely. Yeah, that's you, a good point. <laughs> you can pull, yeah, Pocahontas, you can watch Avatar. It's a tale as old as time. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Like- Speaking of Pocahontas specifically, like Ben's trapping of Juliet is like so weird. Yeah, that's a bizarre relationship to me. It's like <laughs> I don't know that 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 always trips me out because I'm watching and it's like, what's going? On? I mean, Ben obviously, you know, you know, I, I would say obviously, but I don't know if it's so obvious. But he has feelings for this chick, and you know, she's. Yeah, like no, no, we know we're just co-workers, and like he's like, Mm-mm, "Girl, I got eyes for you," and she's like, "Okay, like, mm-hmm. nah, that's not how this works." Yeah. Um, but I, I think, like, yeah, it's a it's a hard one for me, but I feel like I would lean more towards the others just because, again, they were there and seemingly kind of just hanging out, not causing any trouble and that's a good answer mm-hmm. I, think, I, think I like that fair. too i think that opened up my eyes to like a wider view of dharma initiative <laughs> now i gotta go back and read because i was kind of watching this uh the series along with listening to your podcast as my commentary for my viewing 
And I'm like, God, I think I might have to jump forward now and just kind of go ahead and get into season season uh, five and get get into the past a little. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's hard not to jump ahead. <laughs> uh, do we have another question? I think that's, okay. that's all from I us. actually have one more question that sure. I, that wasn't written down. How, how do you feel about that? How do you feel when someone says they were dead the whole time? How, do, how does that make you feel? So I don't. Okay. So that's a slippery one too. Cause I don't think that they were dead the entire time. I think there was a passing moment. It was much later in the season. For each um, of these characters. Correct. For each individual separate. character. And I think the island did become kind of a purgatory deal for them. Like, not even so much purgatory, but like, basically, the most important thing that's probably ever happened in any of their lives, the most significant thing that's happened in any of their lives was that island. I don't know why I keep saying island with a G at the end. That's weird. I, I know like English. <laughs> I, 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 I'm a grammar Nazi, and all of a sudden, I can't say the word island. But... um. <laughs> I feel like everyone's uh, most significant matter took place on that island. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of the return point. I don't know what happens after we die. Um, there's some people that they claim they do. Okay, cool. Um, I'm not judging, but I am. <laughs> uh, sometimes I might eat an edible and go sit down and listen to Porter's Head in the basement. It gets creepy down there, but when you're listening to Porter's Head and, and you're just kind of spacing out, the creepiness goes away. And it's like, oh my God, I never got that part of that song. It's um, a hell of a presence to your basement. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably why I think the basement's haunted. <laughs> it's like, it's like my wife comes home, is like, are you in the basement again? I thought you thought there were ghosts down there. Like, no, 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 not this time. It's, it's just me listening to George Michael. Um, <laughs> but I think when people say, oh, they were dead the whole time. I think that's just a lazy way of kind of summing up a story that you're not willing to engage in. Uh, when you look at how that story breaks down, they crash on the island. All these events happen. They get off of the island. They come back to the island. You know, it's like they go in time. They, they travel in time. Mm. All this craziness has happened. And it's like, sure, it's easy to say they were dead, but then why all that? Why why the story then if they're dead yeah. the whole time? Why six seasons? Means nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so I, I always feel like they were alive up until re really season six. I mm -hmm. think that was kind of where once you start getting to the, the flash sideways stories, and as they're kind of playing that story alongside your current, you know, going on on the island. Those are the moments. Um, and another moment that breaks me every time, uh, and I cannot do anything but cry, is when Sun and Jen yep, yep. finally get reunited. And then oh my the way that they die, because wow. Sun is pinned, and she tells Jen to leave. And he's like, I'm not oh. leaving you again. And I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, God. Oh, the goosebumps are too much right now. <laughs> yeah, no, me too. I have goosebumps. Uh, it's but, far uh, too much. But <laughs> that part, I remember watching that the first time. I looked at my wife, and I was like, I don't know that I can do this. <laughs> she was like, what do you mean? I was like, I, I need to leave the room. <laughs> it's, like, it's not because I'm afraid to cry in front of her, but I didn't want to ugly cry. 
It was <laughs> aggressive. I was like, how could they do this to me? Um, but Gosh. I remember uh, my first watch. Yeah, Kevin looked over at me. There's a few times throughout Lost where he's like, just looks over at me and he's like, oh, you poor thing. Come here. <laughs> he starts hugging me. He's like, it's a, it's just a show. I know it hits. <laughs> I'll say on Lost, it's with the whole flash sideways. You get closure. You get love. You get everybody's happy forever you know so it makes it much easier as a lover of loss to be like well it's all beautiful and timeless in the end yes you know? i think with the way that it ended i love the way it ended i felt like like you said earlier you can't please everyone mm -hmm. um when you end any series whether it be breaking bad sopranos loss mash Bob Newhart, what you know, just listen to all like famous like season finale or series finales. Um, Game of Thrones, yeah, Game of Thrones, uh, yeah, that that one's a huge one. <laughs> but I think I think the thing is with Game of Thrones as well is Lost ended in a period where the internet was just kind of growing, and Game of Thrones ended. At a point where the internet is at this full, I want to say a full bloom, but the internet's at this point now where everyone like has a an opinion. Everyone has a blog board. Everyone has a podcast. Everyone has um, something. So it's like everyone feels like they have to be heard, and if they weren't pleased, now they're gonna let the masses know. Whereas when loss ended, there are a lot of people that were upset, but it was again water cooler talk. Still, it wasn't, you know. Um, jump on Facebook and blast it because when Game of Thrones ended, I, I like I watched the finale. Like I watched the series, but I I wasn't a fan of it personally. I watched it with my wife just because she was into it. So I sat with her to watch through it. I saw the finale. I was like, <laughs> that's pretty cool. Um, and then I was like, going to Facebook <laughs> and just it's watch. It's not cool. <laughs> I watched it go down. I was like, oh my god, these people are mad. That was not cool. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll throw out like it. I think to Game of Thrones fans, it feels like they stopped trying at the end. I don't think to yeah. Lost fans, they say, "Oh, the Lost writers and everything weren't trying." Correct. That, that's a, it's a fair analysis. Um, I, I think we. So again, for Game of Thrones, for me, not really being a fan, I look at it like, okay, cool. <laughs> like, all right, I'll move on with my life. And like, but if someone, you know, said that with Lost, it's like, well, no, there's so much more to that, though. Like, you know, there's this because I feel like, you know, like you said, when you get to the end of Lost, it wraps up very nicely. But, you know, you have people saying, well, we never got an answer to this. We never got an answer to that. We never got an answer to all these things. And it's like, you're not going to get an answer to everything. You, you have to kind of accept that. I mean, it's like when you read a book, you know, you might get through a chapter and then there's something that was kind of brought up they might lightly brush over it again later on but they never give like a full answer to something like reading carrie um there's a specific example i can't think of um right now off top but i remember seeing because it wasn't in the movie i was like huh that's cool and they kind of brush over it a little bit again but they never give like any real resolution and sometimes it's okay to do that. It's okay to like let you like the way Sopranos ended. 
like, did Tony die? Did he not die? Well, it's up to you to determine that. And spoiler alert, he did die. David Chase said it accidentally in an interview. Yeah. Um, he said, well, when we were right in the death scene, da, 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 and the, the interview goes, you realize what you just said, right? <laughs> Fuck. So Tony, Tony died. So there will not be any follow-up series. Tony's dead. He's dead as dead. Um, oh, and he's actually dead in real life. So unfortunately, he had a heart attack. Um, but it's like when you wrap up a show like Loss, you're not going to make everyone happy. And, you know, that you just have to give the best um, explanation that you can. And the only way you can really end that show is to really have everyone kind of usher off with some closure to things. Because mm-hmm. if you don't have a closure to uh, uh, Sawyer and Juliet, if you don't have that closure with Jack and Christian, you know, if you don't have the closure where Kate, she loved Aaron, she loved that child, and here she is now helping Claire birth that child. Um, you know, that, that was a huge tie-up there that, that, you know, provided closure for her, her character. Um, because the whole time throughout the show, she's one of those characters where she's a felon. You know, she's, she's a fugitive. She, she's on the run. She's done these horrible things. And people think, like, is she incapable of loving? And here she is with this child that she loved more than anything. And that's her character, um, you know, stronghold. Basically saying, ultimately, this character can love. And we show it here. Um, you know, when, when you get to those pieces and you see those wrap-ups, it's like, what's there to hate about it? You know, but people, people, you know, are always going to want to have, um, everyone has an opinion and everybody feels like, you know, again, it has to be heard. That's why I have a podcast because I have an opinion mm-hmm. and it's like, Hey, I want people to hear me say that. I think nerd rage radio is the second best podcast on the internet, even though they're in the top 20 in England, <laughs> but I think I'm better. No, no, yeah. actually. <laughs> They're, they're much more organized and um, their audio doesn't drop like mine sometimes. Um, but it happens. <laughs> but I think in, in the big picture of it all, Lost is one of those shows that it divides people. But for those that love the show, there is a genuine bond between all of us. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I can't say that with any other show. You know, yeah, um, it's like with loss specifically, you either get it or you don't. Yes. You know, and uh, I, I don't understand how people get it. And then they get the sense of because the people who get it, they get that closure that you were talking about. And the yep. people who don't get it, they're like, where's the closure? I don't I need it. I don't get it. They were dead the whole time. What's the point? I just never understood how they pulled that from what they watched. Yeah, but it seems to be a really big idea. (laughs) I think too with people, where it's like closure is a weird thing. Like people are like, "Oh, you know, I I need closure." I I think that's something though that's new today, though too. No, not so much today, but you you see it a lot more today. Where it's like when you watch a movie, you get a lot of people that they can't. You know, a lot of movies will show you the ending in the beginning of the movie and then let you build the story to get to the ending. And I'm fine with that. I'm all about the journey, not the destination. But 
you see it too much. You see a lot of narration in movies. Uh, one thing I just talked to my wife about the other day is if you go back and watch um, Bullet with Steve McQueen, that movie starts out. There's no dialogue for God knows how long in the beginning of that movie because they're letting actions tell you the story. You don't have that today. Everybody needs words. Everybody needs explanation. Whoa, that plane's flying fast. You don't need to tell me it's flying fast. Let my eyes tell me that story because I see it. Yeah, show, don't tell. People Uh, want it (laughs) spoon-fed. The whole plot spoon-fed to you. And it's just... And then maybe I'm just too old school for that. And I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm 44. You know, it's like, I'm, I'm, it's not like I'm in my seventies, you know, trying to run the country, you know, um, <laughs> not understanding things like I'm, I'm in my forties and it's like, look, just, just give me a good story. Just, just let mm-hmm. me know, you know, what's what, and then I'll decipher the rest. I mean, right now in the background, I got the nun on, I didn't think it was a great movie, but you know what? they're doing a really good job with the visuals and that in itself is telling a, a good story. You got to find is a positive. Good? I haven't seen that. Is that good? <laughs> I wouldn't say it's bad. Okay. I would say it's not for me. Um, there, there's some weird things that I just feel like aren't explained. And I'm sure that's why I'm trying to watch it again to see if I can get the explanation. But I mean, it really is just kind of on in the background for really just, I don't like to sit in my room like with nothing moving for some reason, maybe ADHD, I don't know, or ADD, I don't know what's going on. But um, the thing is, it's like, you know, there's always got to be something, you know, to kind of guide you as far as being a a fan of anything. And one would hope if you're going to watch something like Lost, like Breaking Bad, uh, because Breaking Bad is one that people are like, Dude, I couldn't get past the first season. It's kind of rough the first four or five. Like it's very mm-hmm. rough. And then yeah. once once you get this uh six, seven, and then so forth, it, it's a roller coaster ride. But the thing is though, too, they have a lot of episodes where they let actions tell the story. And like the fly. Yeah, that yeah, episode, that episode. The fly. It, it, there's a lot that's going on in that episode, and people are like, I, I, like that was a terrible episode. It's like, no, that's a fascinating episode it's the expose of freaking bad <laughs> literally yeah, I mean, and we bring it back to loss um <laughs> so actually i want to ask you all um a question as well um i want to ask you a lost question but then i also want to um ask you a horror question so my lost question it's kind of piggybacking off of you guys um questions here um with the way that the series ended would you feel comfortable or would you want a sequel series? The kind of, you know, like kind of not necessarily retread, but it's like, you know, we have new um, protectors of the island now. Would you like a series with Hurley? Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> if it was written by Ben and Locke, yes. <laughs> Because Ben and Locke, the like the actors, had talked about writing a show unrelated to Lost. But if they had written a show related to Lost, like that would have been really cool. It's so tough because for me, part of what makes Lost so special is like the crunch they were under. The they were working on the fly, and I don't know. It'd be hard to gosh darn. It'd be hard to really get really lost back into that world. 
<laughs> at this point, I would take a reunion. That's kind of what I would most want is bring the cast together. You know, maybe 10 years ago, if you had said, we'll have a spinoff with Ben, with Hurley, I would have been right there. At this point, I, I think I love it too much that it would feel too off. So give me a reunion. Bring the cast together. Okay. I can dig that. And I, I, as, you, as you were answering, I started things like, ah, you know, I would have a bad feeling about them trying to do a sequel series or even a reboot series or, as they like to say in Scream, a requel, mm-hmm. um, a rebooted sequel. You know, it, it, it's like a reunion would be, um, I think, more um, appreciated just because that that cast was a fun cast. Mm-hmm. And, and, and not only not only that, look, I don't know what world they're living in. It's not our world because you get a plane that crashes on the island in the middle of this beautiful island with all those beautiful people. It's like, come on, dude. Like, (laughs) no, 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 no. There's got to be one person there with like a peg leg or something. Like, there's got to be someone with like, like, you know, missing an eye or like, you know, something uh, uh, the, the you know, ears are uneven cauliflower ear yeah. something something Everybody on my flight back to from new york those people were weirdos <laughs> like, boone can't be like the sixth hottest guy like what are yeah. we doing dude like yeah it's like okay like you you look at that island it's like you look at boone it's like like if i walk on a plane i see boone i'm like you're the most dreamy person i've ever seen we don't belong on the same plane together. Like, well, how does this happen? Then you turn around, you see Kate, and it's like, oh my stars and garters, look at those blue eyes. Like, this doesn't work. Then, then that's when I just say, you know what? I fucked up. I got to get off this plane. I'm sorry. I'm on the wrong. Plane. I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna catch a. I'm gonna catch an Uber to 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 LA. I was like, dude, we're in Sydney, Australia. I don't. You care. know what? I'm gonna get a Greyhound instead this time because this is brutal. He's like, yeah, I'm, I'm a, yeah, I'm gonna I'm ride the uh, mega bus. Yeah. <laughs> That's a rough one, but um, but yeah, I, I agree. I think a, a reunion would be more appreciated and fun to see just where everybody's at. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my second question, um, in terms of horror, is upcoming. I don't know when yet. It's gonna be a while because I've got episodes kind of lined up right now. Um, would you all be interested in doing an episode of So You Like Horror? Yes. Yeah. Comfortable, definitely. yes. Absolutely. <laughs> definitely. Um, and then the next question would be, um, and it, I guess we don't necessarily have to pin uh, pin anything down now, but um, genre, topic, um, series, any specific thing that you feel the most, like, you're like, look, I want to talk about this. Like, let's go. I would say um, we'd be right there on a Jordan Peele nope. I think we're both excited for Jordan Peele's upcoming movie. Okay. Uh, Halloween ends also. We will be right That'd there. That's a good one. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. So let me think. Uh, so nope comes out in July, and I don't think I have anything in stone for July. I think That's my great. wife is May. My wife is May in August. Who would be July? July is probably um, the guys who are going to be doing the Alien episode. Ooh. They're going to be. Do- I don't know what we're doing for July, but then my second July slot 
is not filled. So um, I will put you down for July. Well, I'm going to take a look because let, let me make sure July is open. But either yeah, way. Just DM me. Um, we'll, uh, we'll, the, the important thing is, you know, we've got you confirmed to do an episode. It's just now a matter of figuring out when to do the episode. So, um, yeah. I'm excited. Awesome. Thank you for that. Us too. Thank, yeah. Thanks for letting us talk to you. Absolutely. If we could ever get you on a, a lost yeah. episode so of we, Razzle Dazzle. Yeah. We want to have you on. We just finished our season two. So we want to have you on season one for maybe like a, I don't know. A segment or something uh you let me know and, and i'm down i like i said i i pretty certain loss is probably my favorite show it's between that and sopranos and it's only, sopranos only really like it because i was in a weird place and i was like okay well i got nothing else to watch and it was, <laughs> it was like was it weirdly comfort watching um it's a really good series but it is a hard watch in some degrees there's a lot of stuff that's just they're not good people they're not good people at all. So um, I would say, honestly, sit this one out. <laughs> yeah. You, guys, you know what? Challenge accepted. Challenge accepted. <laughs> y'all are good people. And I'm like, I don't know if I don't think Sopranos is like, I, I feel like you'll watch it. And it's like, there'll be some enjoyable episodes, but there are going to be a lot more that are just, there's some tough subjects that go down in that series. I'm like, I'm even, intrigued. <laughs> like even going back and watching it now, it's like I watch it for understanding. And it's like I need to understand like why would this character do that? Like you get to some parts later on where certain characters are, are killed off and you understand completely why this happens. It has to happen. But then there are other characters it's like, hmm, I don't think that needed to happen. But now I need an explanation from the person who did it, or I need to understand why that person did it. So um, I would say, I mean, like take the challenge, go, go give it a try, but I'm um, giving you a heads up. Now it is a hard watch in, in terms of like, um, there's a saying from a uh, Batman and, and Superman, not from the movie, but uh, in the comics, Batman makes a point of saying Clark will never beat me because Clark is inherently good. Now, I will always beat him because I'm inherently bad. I've heard that. I've not heard it. I've seen it written somewhere since it was a comic, but I've um I've definitely seen that and I've seen like pictures of the comics with that written out. That's how I feel when I think about Sopranos, you guys versus me. It's like That's I so think you cool. guys are good good guys. I think you all are good people. Like just hearing you on the podcast, like talk to you, you're just like you guys are really, really nice. You're like y'all are sweethearts. And it's like then it's like me, it's like uh, I'm not a bad person, but I've got some darkness, you know. But I'll do night, what I gotta do. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like if I gotta break a person's arm. You know, to to get to the next level, I will. Dude, that that video that you reposted of me, it's like of that girl. She wouldn't tap, and I I had to like it pop. It cracked right there in between my legs. Like as I'm hipping up, it cracked, and I was like, I looked at my professor, and I was like, mm. I was so uncomfortable with it, and and everyone, Allie too. Allie's like, break it, break it. <laughs> it's like intimidating, but. Yeah, it's like the same thing. Like if you you got to do what you got to do sometimes, and 
in any sense, like if you want to win, if you want to yeah. be successful or sometimes if you want to survive, you know, you got to do what you got to do. <laughs> I mean, I will, I'm more than willing to go unconscious. That's, you know, whatever. I know I can wake back up. Hopefully I believe I'll wake back up. I don't know. I'm optimistic, <laughs> but I'm not letting you break my arm. If you, yeah, like, you know what? We only go ahead. I tap before they even lock it in. I'm like, you know what? Let's go ahead and tap out of some bitch now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, um, give it a watch. Um, like I said, fair warning ahead of ahead of time. But if you do go check it out, let me know. Let me know what you think. Mm-hmm. We'll do. Um, I will. Yeah, we'll let you know, and we'll get you scheduled for our podcast, and we'll get scheduled for your so you like horror podcasts. Awesome. Um, I'm excited. And um, before we get out of here, any shout outs, any mentions you guys have? Ah, oh, shit. I should have came prepared because you always do this. I I know that you do this. Um, I guess, well, I'd like to shout out me. Shut up, not. And um, (laughs) the Razzle Dazzle Pod. I would actually prefer if you don't follow my boyfriend on Instagram, but you can follow the podcast Razzle Dazzle Podcast. On, um, we actually don't have an Instagram, but you can follow us on Twitter and you can listen to us wherever you listen to your podcasts. Go to YouTube as well. Yeah, YouTube, videos, yeah. Twitter, either. So we actually have anything. a lo fi remix of the, it's a Dharma Initiative lo fi remix that's like two hours long. It's like an hour and a half. So if you like that uh, classic lo fi remix on YouTube and you like Lost, then you can give us a. It's a perfect spot for yeah. you. Yeah. But yeah, thank you so much, Dante, for having us. It was a true joy. Oh, thank you. Thank you for making the time. Um, I, I always appreciate anyone that makes time to be on this because, like I said, I'm, I'm just a guy that's, I, you know, I like conversation. I like talking with, with um, interesting people. I like talking with friends. So when people make time for me, I don't take it lightly and I, I greatly appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thanks for working with us too. I know it takes me so long to respond sometimes, and no, it's it's the world. You know, we we all have lives, so you got to do what your schedule allows you. And I mean, I know for myself, I'm because I have so many accounts, I'm always on. So it's like people are like, "Oh, you respond quickly." Well, because I'm always on there, like even even when I'm at work. So um, I, I I don't ever expect other people to reply like like I do because I expect other people to have lives whereas I don't um well I do but <laughs> yeah. it, it's huh. like yeah I'm I'm happy I didn't uh miss the opportunity to record with you <laughs> same here same here um and it, oops and almost knocked my microphone over and uh for everyone else listening thank you as always um I do appreciate all the downloads um all the likes, follows, shares, reshares. Um, if you have any questions, concerns, um, criticisms, even reach out to me off the mass podcast on Instagram, bjj.wiki on Instagram. Hell, I even have an email address. I'll just send an email to off the mats 2020 at gmail.com. You yeah, probably he'll respond. I can vouch for that. He's super chill. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, I, I, I'm a friendly guy. Um, the email address might be wrong. I don't know. Uh, try though, try to send me something. Um, big shout out to my guest here today. Uh, shut up, nut and Evan. They are the 
co-host or the hostess of the Razzle Dazzle podcast. Uh, go find that. I listen to it on Spotify personally, but you can find it wherever you listen to podcasts. So go listen to it, especially if you love Lost. Uh, it's a phenomenal podcast that I find great enjoyment um, when I listen to it. And even if you're not into loss as deeply as I am, it's still a good listen. They're great people. So go go check them out. Um, also, big shout out to Eric and Allie. I have to slow down when I say that because it sounds like I'm saying Erica. Um, <laughs> big shout out to Eric and Allie over at Armbar Attic. Uh, a couple great kids out of Denver, Colorado. Uh, selling T-shirts, selling rash yeah. While you're plugging that, use my sponsor code, my little discount code. It's like shut up nut. <laughs> so oh. you, that's like 15% off on that armbar attic website. Oh. So see, there we go. So yeah. head over to armbaraddict.com and if you use the promo code shut up nut, save yourself 15%. So big shout out to them. Big shout out to shut up nut. Thank you for that. Um also go give a listen to my other podcast. So you like horror. Uh, we just dropped episode, whichever one. I want to say five. It was about Scream. We got an upcoming episode, number six. At the end of the week, it's going to be about the Conjuring universe. So if you're into Ed and Lorraine Warren and the shenanigans and the fuckery that they're into, go give it a listen because <laughs> we're, we're about to we're about to put them on blast. Um, <laughs> yeah. um, otherwise, thank you again. Love you all. This has always been a great great ride and we're approaching episode 100 so stay tuned for that it's going to be a fun one it's been recorded i'm about to edit it i love it i'm so happy i want you all to love it too. i want you all to listen so um stay tuned otherwise you guys keep listening i'm going to keep making these shows thank you everyone and Now let me see his song.